In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Welcome to Be Fulfilled, episode number 13. My name is Tony Grubmeyer, and these are the real stories behind success. Our guest today is a best-selling author of Moments Matters. He hosts multiple shows on the radio, Contact Talk Radio, and C-Suite Radio, and he launched a new channel on Alexa, that little device that sits in the corner that's always listening, kind of. And we're going to be talking about that, his time with Tony Robbins, and also the day that changed his life forever, his family, kids, all that good stuff, and so much more. Please welcome to the show, Dave Sanderson. Thank you for having me, Tony. Excited to be with you today. Well, you know, a lot of people just tuning in. Who is Dave? What does Dave do? And we were catching up a little bit before the show and talking about kind of your journey to where you're at and just some of the things you've been able to accomplish in the last couple of years. But your story didn't necessarily started on U.S. Airways Flight 1549, or as some people call it, the miracle on the Hudson. However, that is a big part of who you are today because of what you were able to do through that process. And what I want to do is lay out the opportunity for you today to help take people up Success Mountain. We'll talk about what it takes to be there and then climb back down and we'll have some fun. But as we get ready to get started, I'd love to ask this question. So Dave, what does success mean to you? I think success, I believe success means me to be able to do what I want, what I want, with whom I want, whenever I want. All right. So how and when did that become your mindset? That became my mindset. I think it really started probably in 1994, but I didn't realize it until after the miracle on the Hudson. And so it started way back in 1994, but like, like I tell people, it's delayed gratification. And a lot of people right now think they need to have immediate gratification, but the true success in life is having delayed gratification and it's the journey to be able to get to that point. I love that. So many people are so caught up on the destination and the journey is the thing that we have to get comfortable going along because so many things happen. Early on in your career, what are some things that you maybe learned from college and early days of business and life that helped you to kind of become the leader you are today in your community and your family, et cetera, that were applicable as you started climbing up Success Mountain that you carry with you today? Well, I appreciate you asking that question because I think it started right after college. I learned a lot of things, but those were, I think, you know, basic things that hopefully you get. But, you know, when I got out of college, my dad gave me 30 days to get a job and get out of the house. And uh, I tell people, I wrote, actually wrote a blog about this. Said the first lesson in leadership I had was from my dad because you stick to your word. And he stuck to his word because in 30 days I did not have a job. This was 1983. But so he got, went out and got me a job because he wanted me out of the house. And the first job that I had was in restaurant management. I knew nothing about restaurants except to go eat and that's about it. But it was a great learning experience. My number one leadership thing I taught my dad was yeah, stick to your word. So I was in restaurant management. I knew nothing about it because my major in college was international business. And back then, you know, a young 22-year-old guy is not going to travel the world because you think you know everything because you don't know anything. It takes some time to realize that. But I guess, you know, the biggest learning experiences I had on my, on my success path was my last stop in restaurant management. And my company I was with initially was Howard Johnson, but we got acquired by Marriott. And so I was on the, I was a mobile guy at that point. So, cause I was married and I was young. So 
they put me as a manager to go in and basically convert the Howard Johnson restaurants to Bob's Big Boys. So I was on basically every probably two to three months I was in a different place because that's what I transitioned a restaurant to move on. And my last one I did was in Vienna, Virginia. And it was a day before Christmas. It was Christmas Eve. And all heck was breaking loose in the restaurant. I mean, it was people in and out. This is suburbs of D.C., right? So right off you know, Interstate 495. So it was a lot of traffic. And uh, one of the things about Marriott is it's based in Bethesda, Maryland. And one of the things that I didn't know until that day is that the management team of Marriott go out and visit stores with their management team to check out the stores and sort of say thank you for what, you know, what your contribution is and all that stuff. And I just happened to be the chosen one that day. So at, uh, when all stuff was breaking loose, Bill Marriott, the CEO and chairman of Marriott, walked in with his entourage while all heck was breaking loose. And he introduced himself. And I'm like, whoa. And it's like, uh, so I had two things in my mind. Because the first question he asked me, Tony, was, do you need any help? Hmm. And I'm like sitting there going, so I say yes. It looks like I can't handle the situation. I say no and let him see that all heck's breaking loose. I said, well, sir, yeah, I need someone actually to drop some fries. And he went in the back with his suit on, put an put a apron on start dropping fries for me. And then he looks out and tells his boys, guys, go out and start busting tables. And that was one of the biggest learning experiences of my life and my ladder of success because after we got done, he, he took a couple minutes with me and he said, I want you to remember one thing. My name is on this restaurant. And you know, you're never too good to do anything when your name's on it. So a great learning experience for me, Tony, is like, you know, you're never, it doesn't matter if you're the CEO of the, one of the biggest companies in the world or you're the janitor, you're never too good to scrub a toilet or drop fries. And that was a great thing for me because I've never been afraid in any job I've had to do anything. You well, know? what great role models you just laid out for us from your father and got 30 days to get your stuff together, get a job. And that's also about being your word, right? And that was his word and wanted to really yeah. instill kind of early on about just taking full responsibility. There's a kind of a statement on your website. It says, when moments matter, create your own flight plan, right? And then you talk about having this experience where this gentleman walks in, Mr. Marriott, and you're saying to yourself, oh, wow, like I need some help. I'm going to share. Could you drop some fries? Yes. And then all of a sudden, the life lesson that he instilled in you to help you kind of, and I know that you've had lots of mentors and people along the way. But these are the things that begin to shape our character when we realize that there's powerful men in our life who are like, hey, I'm not too proud to help do the things that a lot of people would say, oh, it's totally below me. I wouldn't do this. And here you are not telling him, but saying, I need help. And he's like, sure, let me help you. And then sticks around and shares with you just wisdom and knowledge to help you today. And I mean, those are the life lessons. Unfortunately, I wish there was more people like your father like Marriott, to stand up and, and do those things, roll up their sleeves and get dirty and show men how to become leaders in their life and in their family and to take that role instead of, you know, you hear a lot about deadbeat fathers and you hear a lot about people not picking up their slack and you got a life lesson early on from two really big people in your life. They did. And that, they, my dad definitely impacted me. But being around somebody like Mr. Marriott, who would take, like you said, take the time to talk to one of his managers who are low on the totem pole, that taught me a, a tremendous lesson, which I still do today. I, and when I go out and speak and do what I do, you know, I don't feel I, I'm any better than anybody else. And I'll do anything to make sure I can support somebody's outcome. And that's, I think, that was a life lesson that I wish, I hope other people, I'm sure other people got. But I was so fortunate to have have that lesson so early in life. 
I wonder what it was like for him as he looks out out on the tables and they're like, hey guys, yeah, you're all dressed up. Go tend those tables. I just would have loved to have been there in that moment just to see that. What was that feeling like for you? Well, it was amazing because I was at the cash register, right? Because there was people just coming in and out and I had a dining room manager seating people and I was doing it. So I was watching these three or four guys in their suits going out with dish pans, picking up plates and dropping them off and going back out. I'm like, is this the way it really works? I was like, is this really how business works? And, and Canley, Tony, as you know, not every company does that. He's a true leader because he wasn't afraid just to jump in where other companies I've been at, you know, the vice president, I, yeah, you go do this, right? You have somebody else. To, I'm not going to do it because I'm too good for it. That was a tremendous lesson in leadership. You know, as you look back on that, you know, I'm thinking about what we were talking about early on today. You know, you were on U.S. Airways Flight 1549, and anybody who doesn't know, ditched into the Hudson River January 15, 2009. And in that moment, there was a lot of probably uncertainty in your life, like, what the heck's going on? Like, we just took off. We're about to now do this landing in the Hudson. You happened to be the last passenger off the back of the plane on that, that day. What are some things that you are still struggling with a little bit from that day? about maybe where you were, what you were doing, maybe your family knew you were on that plane or not, and maybe some trauma that you've experienced. What are some things that you're still finding yourself kind of going through and experiencing from that day? Well, thanks for the question, Tony, because I experience something every day from it. Uh, I think the one thing that I really don't share a lot, but I think it's impacted me. I, I don't think I have PTSD, but what happens when I see something outstanding now, I get very emotional. Because I think I was involved with something that was totally outstanding that people had never seen before. And, you know, it's one of the things that Tony Robbins taught me when I was head of his security is, you know, and one of the reasons I do what I do now is to help people move from being ex- excellent what they're doing in the world, being outstanding and standing out, that 1% difference, which I talk about now. And that's why I think I get emotional. And every time I see somebody do something outstanding, and my wife sometimes didn't understand why I was doing that. She thought I had PTSD and I needed help. I just think that it's so rare see something like that and be around people like that. I've had the, the blessing and fortune to be around people who've done unbelievable things, outstanding things. I think that I don't struggle with that, but I think that was one of the things that still to this day sort of gets me in that emotional state that I never was would be emotional before. I never would have. Were you a good swimmer prepared for that day? Were you like, were you decent with water? And I know that there was, you know, airbags, life vests and all that kind of stuff around, but like that day, when you think about, you know, January 15, 2009, I get the gratitude piece. I get, I get that kind of like clarity. What is something that you take, you say, every single day with you? But like, what is one thing that you remember from that day that you could share that would set the tone as we climb up Success Mountain for what that experience was like for everybody? Like, what was the overall kind of sense? Was it calm? Was it chaos? Was it uncertainty? What was it like on that plane that day? It, the term I used immediately after when I was interviewed by Katie Kirk on CBS was, it was controlled chaos. But I want to expand on something you just said, Tony, because it really just hit something that I don't talk about a lot. But I started, I realized it about like three, four years ago, and it came to me while I was actually sitting in church. And there was a, there was a sermon about water. And I was sort of listening on. And what happened was, is I was a good swimmer. I am a good swimmer. I, and I had certainty in my swimming skills. But what, I don't liken that to what happened that day. I liken it to go back to when I was 12 years old. And this is what came to me that one day as a revelation. When I was 12 years old, I was going for, I was in Boy Scouts. And I was going for an, 
award or accommodation. It's called Order the Arrow. It's basically being a top camping and orienteering kind of guy. And there's an award. And you had, basically what happened was my dad dropped me off in Delaware, Ohio, at this camp, this Boy Scout camp, on a Friday. and said, I'll see you in two days. And here I am, 12 years old. He drops me off. I know nobody. And dads were doing this all over the place. It wasn't just me. So all these dads are dropping their sons off who did not know each other. And basically, it was like Survivor with a backpack, right, mm. two days. And one of the things we had to do, one of the activities, we had to go from one side of the river to the other side with our backpacks on, figure out how to get over there and do a, basically an activity as part of this, you know, this project you had to do to get this award. So I had to figure out how to jump in and swim across a river with my backpack on to be able to accomplish the task. So I was thinking as I was listening to that sermon, I'm like, maybe that moment was like my preparation. Maybe it was that on my road success, my moment that gave me the certainty. So when I had to jump in the water with my clothes on with 36 degree water, I've been in the water and had to swim to the ferry. Maybe that one thing gave me the certainty that if I didn't have it, maybe I would have, maybe I would have. I'm a good swimmer anyway. I think that's why I talk about me in my book, Moments Matter, Tony, is because all these moments you don't think matter really add up to your pathway to success. So true. I mean, moments do matter. And and unfortunately, we don't spend any time in reflection. And that's what I think we're trying to give people today when they're listening in our time together is is some reflection about life and how fast it could be over. And, you know, being on a plane or getting in a car accident or something else happens. I mean, it's over just like that. Some reflections just looking back on your life since 2009 till today. Share some highlights of the amazing things that you've been able to do just since 2009. Maybe if you can list five or 10 that just come to mind that are topics. Because I know today you're speaking. You know, you went from working with Tony Robbins and security and all that kind of stuff. But all the things that have come from that day where you've taken that moment in time and you get to reflect here now on the show about the things that you've been able to do since that moment and how much of a climb you've really gone on. Well, thank you for that, because I don't think I've ever really sort of listed it out very quickly, but you know, I've spoken over 980 times around the world, which is amazing. The second thing I would say is having my association, my very close association with American Red Cross, I've helped them raise over $12.8 million over the last eight years. And that's been something that I've been not only proud of, but I look back, I've spoken over 167 times at Red Cross events, helping them raise money. And I made a commitment to the CEO of the Red Cross, Gail McGovern. I wanted to speak for the Red Cross in every state and raise money in every state to share this miracle all across the country. So that's something else. I think another thing that really stands out is I had the opportunity to speak at the uh, Supreme Court for the American Red Cross. And when I got in, the justices sponsored that event because I found out you have to have a justice sponsor you to be able to go in was Justice Kennedy. And when we got, I got there and I got through, he asked me to come back to his private quarters and give him basically a three-minute dissertation on what happened. So here I am you know, a few months or several months after this plane crash, I'm having a one-on-one with an associate justice at the Supreme Court. That, that, I think that one instance uh, blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, talking about Mr. Marriott, Tony Robbins, yep. all yep. these people, Kennedy, everybody just kind of lining up in your life and Katie Couric interviewing you and asking you and, you know, was it controlled chaos is what that was? The definition came out That's of your mouth, years, right? First thing I said on, on CBS was it was controlled chaos. And then your heart and soul to give to the CEO, to the American Red Cross. I mean, I just want to say thank you. I mean, thank you for taking something as difficult as what you went through to come out, to use it as a vehicle to take you to places. I mean, almost a thousand times you've gone up on stage to speak worldwide. You did a TED Talk last year, right? Yep. It was an international TED Talk. Can we talk a little bit about that? 
I love to because I was going to say about the next thing I was going to talk about. I say one of the highlights is doing a TED Talk because if you've ever done one, it's very a hard to get in to do one, but B, the preparation is amazing. You got to put two, 300 hours in. Plus, I did something that was never been done on a TED Talk before. I used a video scribe technology, which was totally, they were a little worried and Canley, I was a little worried too until we got it down. But uh, my TED Talk was about post-traumatic growth syndrome and came from an interview I did with AARP magazine about how did I grow from this traumatic life of it where other people didn't and what was the strategies that I used? So I turned that into my Ted talk and really broke down for people. How does somebody grow out of a traumatic life of it, which I call a personal plane crash, which everybody in this, everybody Tony who's listening will have a personal plane crash in their life. It may be a fire, a flood, a health scare, something's going to happen. Cause as you and I both know, no one skates through life without having something happen to them. Nobody. So I laid out the strategy that I used to grow from this where other people, unfortunately, went into PTSD and other situations, and we call that post-traumatic growth syndrome. And that's what my TED Talk was about. And I am so proud of it. That way, it's uh, people looked at it and watched it and giving me feedback on it. I really appreciate that. Well, you know, from your book, right, you're talking about Moments Matters. And, you know, when you think about these little precious moments that life gives you and then what you do from it, and, you, and as you describe, everybody's going to have this moment, this plane crash, this opportunity. I mean, just since you and I've gotten to know each other, you've gone on to do lots of amazing things. I've had a lot of great things, but I've also gone through some seasons. I've gone through some seasons that are tough that not been just, oh, peachy, you know, it's been great. It's been tough. What are some things that you've experienced? Now, we talked about the good. What are some things that you've kind of walked away from that are these reflection moments where you go, okay, cool. These things have happened, but I've been able to adjust. I've been able to pivot. I've been able to get myself back on course and I've been able to head in the direction since there is no destination. We're on this thing called journey, yeah. which is life. But what are some things that on the opposite end that have been struggling for you? That are some struggles you faced? Well, I appreciate the terminology you use because I use the word seasons too because one of the books that I, it's my favorite book is given to me by Tony Robbins was The Fourth Turning by Strauss and Howe. It's about how every aspect of your life goes through seasons. And you may be in summer in one season and one part of your life, you may be winter in another part of your life. So it's, and basically you can predict this by looking back through generations on how, how it was handled and everything is seasonal because everything is, everything in life is seasonal. So if you look at my last year, I've had a lot of spring, a lot of summer, a lot of fall. Well, I guess some of the, the winter that I've had, it, number one, would probably come from my health. And I wasn't paying attention as close as I thought I should. And so I really, you know, I, I'm now going into the spring session of that, that season. But I guess my health was a setback. The second was also something that I struggled with because one of the things I always did well because I had 30 plus years of sales and sales management, I could drive revenue but I didn't do the other stuff real well. So I went to a cash flow situation where I did well, but candidly, people weren't paying me on time, which got me behind. So I went through a winter season last year in financial, my financial side, where I had to dig deep into my savings, which wasn't really happy for me or anybody else around me. <laughs> we're now in the spring of that, we're coming out of that. But I think every part of my life is last year, I've had the winter, spring, summer, and fall to whether it's a major extent or a small extent. And, um, but I would say those two things because I definitely turned my health around and, and my finances are starting to, the cash flow situation is getting a little bit more stable. But I think those are two things I would say I was in the setback in or winter in last year. What a great assessment of being able to look at your own personal health and realize, you know, I need to do something about it. I need to get myself back on track. You know, as I'm sitting here, we're talking, I want to let you know, 
And I'm going to encourage the audience today as you're listening today, grab Dave's book, Moments Matter. And I I don't want you to do it because of any other reason than the simple fact that you just heard a story. He's helping organizations. He's giving of his time. He's traveling the world. And you know, at the end of it, I got to lift people up like Dave and say, hey, you know what? I got your back. I'm going to lift you up in some areas because we're all going on a journey. And when you hear an entrepreneur go from a career that he had, going from place to place to place, to now really find it in his heart and in his passion to serve and to honor and to spread awareness. And I mean, some of the topics that you cover are just incredible. I want to make sure that the Be Fulfilled community and my audience really just takes care of you from any way that we can and to love on you. And so that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to encourage people today to go grab that book. One of the things in this book, you can get a copy. He'll sign it for you guys. So if you're interested, Dave can author a little copy for you. And, you know, I just want to say, Dave, it's, it's incredible to have people like you on my show because it's inspiring to know that at all times there is greatness around us because it starts in us. It's most helpful. I thank you very much for the kind words, Tony. You're right, because my focus for this year is cultivating personal leadership because what I'm finding a lot right now as I travel is there's a lot of people talking about, you know, corporate leadership and team leadership, but a lot of people don't take it on. How do you build your personal leadership? All these aspects that I talk about. So what you're going to hear from me over the next coming years is about how to really the strategies of how to build personal leadership. Because one thing I realized, and Tony taught me this, I'll give him the credit is you can't lead anybody until you lead yourself. And there's a lot of aspects to leading and you just open the avenue up for you go out and talk about the seasons of your life because it's not just about business. If you don't have your health, then nothing else matters. And I remember seeing somebody once at the Tony Robbins event I was with him at, and he got up and prayed for Tony's health, not for him, but his health, and which was really eye-opening to me. That's what sort of spurred me to rethink how I was doing things. So thank you for very kind words. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love I love your story. I mean, there's a bit of movie made about this event, and you know, there's so many things. And I think, you know, when I look back, I wrote yesterday on a wall, and I was having a business meeting, and I didn't know who I was interviewing today. I don't worry about tomorrow today. I worry about what I got to do right now. And I I put a radar up on the screen and I said, you know, in life and business, you know, are you on the radar? Are you off? You know, where are you headed? Like, where are you going? Like, what are some things that you are looking forward on the horizon coming up for you this year? What are some things that you've got your eye on that you are working on? Well, I've got a couple of major things. Number one with the Red Cross is to finish my commitment. I've got nine more states to go to help raise money. So I've got a big the uh, bogey of a million dollars to raise this year for the Red Cross. So that's number one. Number two, one of the things I'm really excited about, Tony, is I was approved and I now have my own daily flash briefing on Alexa. It's called Dave Sanderson Declassified. So now being able to get my message out on a daily basis on these all these oh, different Dave topics. <laughs> Here she goes. Big A over there. I should have said, said her name. She always answers. That's a great thing about her. She always answers. So, yeah, so that's a really exciting thing. It's called Dave Sanderson Declassified. And then I have a radio show starting here next week. It's going to be called Moments Matter with Dave Sanderson. I'm going to be taking some of the top 1% people who have achieved Hall of Fame status in their realm. And I'm going to be basically interviewing them, breaking down what does it take to go from being excellent to outstanding. And that starts next week. So I'm really excited about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So what we're going to do, we're coming back down Success Mountain. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are talking to Dave Sanderson today. Inspiring guy, great story, lots of good stuff going on. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, Dave, we're going to have some fun. I mean, there's no right or wrong answers. It's called the fulfillment round. It's just uh, ask you a bunch of questions. There's no bonus points. There's no phone a friend. There's no worrying about if you got it right or wrong. But you can pass if the question doesn't serve and you're just like, I'm not going to answer it. However, I've never had a guest pass. 
everybody feels like they want to answer these questions and they're really geared towards you. So you ready to play in just a couple minutes? Let's rock it, man. All right. We are going to be back on the Be Fulfilled Show. Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to Ship Offers, clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at shipoffers.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Beef Fulfilled Show. Today's special guest, Dave Sanderson. Now, the interesting part about Dave, and I want everybody to get this. Now, he survived U.S. Airways Flight 1549. It was back on January 15, 2009, and he was the last passenger off the back of the plane on that, that day. So you're going to be the next passenger to enter the fulfillment round, and I know we can get through it. I know that it may be bumpy at times, Dave, but the whole idea is to just have some fun with you. But before we play the fulfillment round, I just want to reflect a little bit on some things we discussed today. We talked about early on in your life, your dad and his commitment to really help instill in you being your word. And, and that meant a lot of helping you, you know, through college and getting out and then, hey, you got to go get a job. You got to move out. You got to go get moving and, and how that played a vital role. And then how you had a chance one day to have an interaction with Mr. Marriott and Kim in. You were overwhelmed, tons of stuff going on. And he looked at you and you had that opportunity to say, I don't need help. But you in that moment said, hey, I do need help. Would you mind dropping some fries? And the next thing you know, he commanded his whole team to go and help take care of tables and how that got to have that little conversation at the end for that few moments really instilled some things in you that no matter where you're at in your journey to make sure you're always being of service. We talked about seasons. We talked about your book, Moments Matter. And we talked about the new product that's coming out on Alexa, where you'll have a chance to deliver declassified moments with Dave and how five minutes you can deliver in the morning on the news brief, how you have a radio show. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff, TED Talk International. So I just want to love on you, man. Like, it's been good, man. Keep doing what you do and let your light shine on this world because we need more people like you to take a moment in time and to burst it into lots of miracles, lots of opportunities. And that's what you're creating, not only with yourself, with the Red Cross, your commitment to finish nine more states to really end your commitment. And I think if we look back on your life, do you think your word had a lot to do with it? I think my word had a lot to do with it because I, like I mentioned, it's still with me, my dad and Kaylee, you know, my word, I'm always good as my word. So I think that was probably the one that I guess in the first big management or leadership uh, lesson that I had because the great leaders I've been around, Tony, the people, the greatest people are the ones who say what they mean and do it. And the ones I've been around a lot of managers who say a lot, but don't do anything. Those are the ones I probably have more challenges with in my career than anybody. All right. Well, hopefully your time with Tony Robbins has served you because we are now going to enter the fulfillment round. First question for you, Dave, if you are ready, I need you to share a memory from your childhood that still makes you laugh a little bit today when you tell it. Um, yeah, I guess when I hit the first home run in the sectional tournament of the Little League uh, playoffs to get to the Little League World Series, and candidly, I don't know how I did it, and every time I, re- I crossed home play, I started laughing, and I don't know if people thought I was cocky, but I was like, Hey, I can't believe I hit a home run in this sectional tournament, you know, to go to the World, Little World Series. Did you guys end up winning? We did not. We got to the finals of the sectional loss and one step away from going to the final regionals. So, yeah. So I, that takes out like your favorite sport growing up. Besides baseball, what was another sport that you loved playing? 
I was really, really good at basketball and I love basketball. I wanted to be, I wanted to be John Havlicek and Jerry West combined. Wow. What was your favorite sports team growing up? The Cincinnati Reds still is seventies. Take me back to the seventies. Who was the catcher behind home plate? Johnny bench. All right. Uh, There was a really cool shortstop or maybe second baseman. He played a little bit of both. My first name, his first name. What was that guy? Uh, what I was thinking, Dave Concepcion, but your first name's Tony. Uh, wasn't Helms, was it? Was there a guy named Perez? Tony Perez on first base. Oh, first see, base. look at that. See, so you was at first base would have been no, been no problem with that one. I love it. All right, so hey, um, you know, funny, funny story. You remember the slide from Pete Rose Phillies when he came in at home plate? Who did he knock over? Yep. Uh, Ray Bossy. All right. Good job. All right. Swimming. You said uh, you remember being back at 12 years old swimming. Were you a backstroker or a breaststroker? Uh, I was a freestyle kind of guy. Even though I know how to do all of them, I was a freestyle kind of guy. My worst event was fly. How about you? you like That's tough. I like the breaststroke, but the fly, man, my shoulders would always give out on me. Three books you've read in the last year. Oh, wow. A View from the Top from Aaron Walker. Uh, that was a great one. Um, let's see. What's another book? I have it right here. Hold on here. I love it because we sometimes we just forget because there's so many things going on in our life and we throw them. Hey, what are some books you've been reading? I'm an audible kind of guy. Well, see, I am here. I, I, I don't read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of books. All right. So two other books that you listen to this year. I'll let yeah, you know. Yeah, 12 Week Work Year was a great book for me. It gave me a lot of perspective. And uh, I think another book that I read, let's see, which one was it? Oh, man, I tell you, I can't believe because I didn't read this when I listened to it. It's a perfect plan by Don Barden. Don's a bit now, interesting story. Don is now a business partner I'm with. I'm working with a project with him in Atlantic on the Leadership Mindset Series with him and Dominique Wilkins, all because I read his book and then spoke for him. Dominique, now you can get your basketball yep. career back on. Like, look at Dominique and yep. you out on the court. That'd be a dynamic twosome. Well, he is 6'10", and he's all 6'10". So, yep. Jeez. Um, let's see. So, favorite place that you've had a chance to go and speak? I'm not saying that you're knocking any of the other ones. Just favorite place that you've enjoyed? Maybe culture, food, people, like whatnot. Just tell me a place I, that you've enjoyed. I tell you, the, I have the favorite place I've ever spoken. It was at sunrise at the southern rim of the Grand Canyon. Really? That must have been. sunrise coming in behind me. Yep. Wow. That must have been incredible. Unbelievable. Something you remember about your father that you know you got caught for doing when you were growing up that if we were talking to your dad, he would tell that story. Uh, the one story would be was when I was a freshman in college and we, my two of my friends and I were taking a road trip with a keg in the back of the back seat to Mary Washington College. And we came up to an intersection right outside of Charlottesville, Virginia. And on the other side of the intersection, my dad was coming up the other side because he's visiting my sister down in Longwood at Farmville. And he saw the car and me in it with a keg of beer. And he never said anything until Thanksgiving and uh, asked me how my trip was. And at that point, I knew that I got called out. <laughs> I was 18 years old, drinking beer in the car, heading to Mary Washington College. I love it. All right. Two more questions for you. Two yep. more questions. Super easy for you. Favorite genre of music? Uh, rock and roll. I'm, right. I'm, I'm an old style rock and roll guy. Give me a, like an artist that you really enjoy. Well, I tell you what, the one I really enjoyed to listen to is Cheap Trick. I love the Beatles um, and they're probably the Beatles overall, but Cheap Trick was one of the ones that really got to me because they really got, got into it. Favorite song that you remember from Cheap Trick? Oh, but the one I use, I use it as I walk in to do my speaking is uh, called Mighty Wings. All right. Give me a couple lines. Sing me a few lines from it real quick. 
I don't want to sing a few lines. I will pass on that one. You don't want to hear my <laughs> first voice. passer on the show. All right, I no, pa- I, I can't sing. I sound I'm, really good in the shower. That's about the only time I sing. Yeah, in my car, good. I'm really good at this. But uh, all know. right, ladies and gentlemen, he made it through unscathed. That is Dave Sanderson, and what an amazing guy! I can't thank you enough for coming on. If you guys are looking to find out more about Dave Sanderson. Visit DaveSandersonSpeaks.com. From there, you can pretty much find everything this guy's up to from NBC, ABC, CBS, Discovery Channel, People's Success. He's got it going on. You heard him talk today about Tony Robbins. You heard him talk about his dad. You heard us talk about seasons and going through them. We're all going to go through them. And this is kind of what we do about them that really kind of moves us. Creating your own flight plan for your life, too, I think is something I heard in there. Is I think is a reminder that we know that we're going to go through adversity, but what we do about it and how we come through it is ultimately going to help define and shape who we are as a human being. And Dave, it's an absolute honor and a privilege. Besides the website, what's a good way for somebody to get in contact with you? Maybe it's a speaking engagement. Maybe it's an interview opportunity. Maybe it's a book signing. Well, where would another way people be able to get in touch with you? Well, thank you. All the above would be great. Yeah, I do a lot of interviews. And if you have a speaking situation, which you need an inspirational, motivational speaker, that'd be great. But I like to offer everybody who's listening something because this is a great way to get in touch with me. One of the things I've noticed, Tony, over the last years, I traveled to so many people in, in angst and this divided country that we live in right now, and especially the youth. So I'm coming out with a, video, a, new, a new course. And the first video of that course, I like to offer to everybody who's listening, if they text 797979 and put in the, the word BRACE, the number four impact. Mm. I'll send the first video free. It's complimented as a way to kick off the year. It's called Overcoming Adversity in Challenging Times. And I really did this primarily for youth because uh, right now here, a lot of youth struggling with what's going on. So please, if you do that, I'll send it to you for free and uh, then pass it on to a youth if you get it. So that'll be my gift to you. Well, thank you so much. And audience, I hope you take full advantage of that. We'll have all the information in the show notes and you can get connected with Dave and you can text that and, and you can definitely stay in touch. And like I said, you got Alexa, you've got, you know, a radio show coming on. I mean, you get so many good things. I just want to say thanks. And I know that you've got a busy schedule, almost a thousand speaking engagements, lots coming up this year. Thank you very much for being a guest on the Be Fulfilled Show. And before I let you go, I ask one last question. Your definition of success. Being able to do what I want, when I want, with him, whoever I want, wherever I want. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is today's guest, Dave Sanderson. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. Until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, Make today the best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at drainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever. Forever.